Hello and welcome to Dinner Party Small Talk. My name is Matt. Well, Dinner Party Small Talk plus. Yeah. Let's be specific. I, I couldn't rem- actually remember how if whether we did it differently. I, I knew we that do. we did. I think we say hello and welcome to Dinner Party Small Talk plus. No, I think what we go is Don't I'm just we? like, hi guys. Sorry that this isn't a real episode. <laughs> so, yeah, hi guys. Sorry that this isn't a real episode. And and if um, you notice that Matt sounds sort of um, dull and maybe a little sinusy, it's because he's very sick. Sick again. Ugh. And I'm sick, but so if my throat sounds. That's weird, more like that's an internal is. sort of mental thing than. Nah, I'm super sick, brah. Hey, brah, super sick. What but accent also, is that? I don't know. I made up a voice, <laughs> but also my throat is You're sore. You fly. You are fly. I, I, at first I was like, my fly, but I'm not like wearing real pants, so I don't have a fly, but no. I literally look down. <laughs> one day, one day, we're going to invest in this show, and we're going to get a chair for me that doesn't squeak. <laughs> no, uh, we're we're here to talk to you today. Yes, about something very important. <laughs> yes. Well, well okay, so uh, reach, there's no story to it. Recently we watched The Expendables 3, <laughs> and we're going to talk to you about The Expendables 3. I mean, we could, you could have been like... For Valentine's Day. Oh, we didn't actually watch on Valentine's Day, did we, though? So I couldn't do that, because oh, that would be a lie. I did download it and so I don't that like you to lie. could watch it, but like you to chose to watch Big Hero 6 instead. That seemed like a more appropriate film. But um, So we watched The Expendables 3. And the reason that we're doing that, obviously, it's the third in a trilogy, but I've seen all three, and this one has only seen... I have only, only seen, seen the third one now. This one, and, uh, I, you know, let's we'll talk about this one, because there's nothing that I can't say about the first two that don't apply to this one, so... <laughs> I can cover insane. all three of them in one review. Okay, so now I've only seen this Expendables movie. I didn't see any of the other Expendables movies because um, they Good look for you. really bad, mm. in my opinion. Um, I'm like, not that I haven't enjoyed some '80s action movies, but I'm gonna say the ones like I have. I don't know if I've ever seen a Sylvester Stallone movie before this. What? I don't think I've ever seen. I haven't seen Rocky. Fuck. Haven't seen... Rambo? Rambo. Nope. Haven't seen... Uh, Copland. <laughs> Haven't seen that. Uh, this may be avoid, the... F- how do you avoid... How do you all grow up in, like, in the <laughs> 80s and 90s and avoid Sylvester Stallone? Uh-huh. Stop and my mum will shoot? No. Ugh. Again, I mean, like, I... But what's weird, though, is, like, I know about them all. <laughs> and I... But I just... I don't think I've ever actually seen one. So this yeah. is actually the first one. And he, on almost, I believe, every movie he's ever done, he's also a writer... Oh, that's that's an exaggeration, but he he, he does that a lot. Though. He's written a few. Yeah. He, he he wrote the most recent Rambo and Rockies. He wrote, he wrote original the f- Rocky. First Rocky. Um, that's when people got an idea that he could write a film. But back then, he was a struggling actor slash writer slash director who had something to prove yeah. and therefore actually had to make good stuff for his t- career to continue. Whereas now he doesn't. He doesn't have that pressure. <laughs> he doesn't pressure. have to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I mean, and I've seen like, you know, I've seen like some of the big ones, but I think I, like, but not like the real action-y, like, Wait, so ones. you have seen his films or not? No, I haven't seen any of his some movies, of the big ones. but I've seen like, of, of like 80s action oh, movies, okay, like I've okay. seen like Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seen like, I've seen more of the sci-fi ones, actually, if you're gonna like what I've seen. Gotcha, I've seen gotcha. Sci- and I've seen like Lethal Weapon and Die Hard. Yeah. Um, but this is really, really not good. Can we start with that? Let's end with it. The film shit. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Let the theme song run. Okay, so I'm going to oh. try and describe the plot, and you can fill it in with other facts. So, Sylvester Stallone is a guy who kills people for the government? 
Yes. This is an interesting... You, okay. you give your description and I'll tell you what it <laughs> so actually So what is. I think they do, the Expendables, they're a group of guys who it's okay if they die, and so they're hired by the government to, like, hunt down bad guys that keep the going, U.S. government going. doesn't want. And so they... And they, they, they go to hunt this one guy, and Terry Crews gets shot, and then... Mel Gibson is there, and Sylvester Stallone's really mad about it because they used to work together. So he fires the regular Expendables, and then he hires a bunch of young Expendables, and then they go to kill Mel Gibson. But they, oh no, they're not supposed to kill him. They're supposed to bring him to the Hague. Uh, the Hague. Uh, and then what happens? And then like, and then they do. I'm like, and then like the young guys get captured, so then he has to bring back the old guys, and then they there's a lot of fighting that looks like a video game, but not a very good video game. Okay, so end of movie. All right. So <laughs> like, is is that what The Expendables is? I just realized I didn't even ask, but I've just made up a story. In I my... love, but I really wanted to hear what your impression That's of what it was. is. Right? No. The the group is this what we're talking about? Yeah, but, like what so is it? So from what I understand, they're a group of combat veterans who are. I don't know whether they're a sort of like a... It, I get the impression oh. they're a private military force. Okay. So, I, I just, when you said that, I was like, oh, I guess, yeah, I guess there is like reference to the fact that at least most of them have fought in armies. Yeah. Well, they're all, they're all veterans of combat in some they way, are? shape, or okay. form. They are? Okay. Especially the old guys. I mean, Yeah, but like, I was wondering, like, Jason Statham. Yeah. Like, he... Really? Yeah. Okay. yeah. What about him wasn't hardened enough for you? No, like, he seems hardcore, but I don't... I, like, it didn't occur to me, like, oh, he... I wouldn't have thought, like, he fought... He's too young in my mind to have fought... I guess he could have fought in the first Iraq War. He's in his 40s. Yeah, no, no, but... He couldn't have fought in, like, Nam. No, 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 but we're talking sort of, like, black ops kind of things that go... Not that don't, like, fight on front lines of wars. Okay, yeah. But he's probably been... I'm not sure. I can't remember if it's been described, but I'm guessing because he's British, he was in the SAS. Okay, yeah, Anyway, so it's this group of... And look, I'm not sure whether they're a private military sort of contractors, which I think that they are, or um, made up of former, you know, soldiers, or they're official... I don't think they're an official government force. That's the thing. So I think they're a private military force that is... Yeah, but the government hires them. Yes. Yes? Yes. But they hire private military contractors (laughs) for for all... They do. They they do that. That's the thing they do. Anyway, so it's run by Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Uh, Who hasn't... What's his name in this? Rose? What? Beatrice, what's his name in this? What the hell are you talking about? Barney. Barney, the character. Barney Rose. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck his name is. Like Doesn't... Beatrice is how I got to Barney. But anyway, <laughs> they're old and they're always making jokes about being old and, and all this shit. Um, it's really weird though, because so the first chunk of the movie makes no sense. To who? I don't know if it made any sense to you, but because they're just suddenly there are just all these characters. I don't know who any of them are. And then they're yeah, it doesn't just... make sense to you because you haven't seen any other films. Yeah, and so then they're just going to shoot up this place, but there's no context for it. What was the first thing again? I can't even remember what the fuck happened in this film. <laughs> the first thing was they were on like they they were all in the plane, and then they went on the boat, and that's where Terry Crews got shot. Remember, because at first I was ex- oh no, uh, with that's the not nukes. it. The first thing they do is they're they're on the they they attack the the train that has um Wesley Snipes on it. Yeah, yeah, no. The the point is they're rescuing this guy who. Yeah, but. But the idea with the Expendables is that it's, it's not that they don't matter that they die. It's just that... Um, no, they're expendable. Well, I, so I think it's, okay it's, a, it's, a, it's a tongue-in-cheek thing. They call themselves, like, you know, like the Australians yeah, in no, Tobruk I, are called yeah. the Desert Rats and they took it as, like, a badge of honour. No, kind no, of I, it's I get that thing. it's a joke. 
But yeah, they are. Uh... But that's how they talk about it, where it's like, ah, if we die, whatevs, trevs. I mean, obviously they care if they die. It's just that yeah. the government doesn't give a yeah. fuck if yeah, they yeah, die. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. I know I got that. And, uh... I found a lot of... I just... The relationships had no meaning well, for me. Okay. But look, that's what a, I'm that's a, let's get Let's get further down the line. Okay. Before so it we starts with... The... They rescue Wesley Snipes. So, okay. So, the, the plot of the film is basically... I said it. I know. I wasn't going to go through, like, a... Good. Just... Settle down. <laughs> just Sorry. wait. Just I'm, just let I'm me speak. For like... <laughs> Is it giving you gas? Is that why you're oh, unsettled? Oh, it's gassy chicken. <laughs> um, so that's another story for another time. Um, <laughs> so it's... The problem that I have with this film is normally the idea... What is it? Is it show, don't tell, or tell, don't show? You're supposed to the... show, not tell. Like, so I'm not supposed to, in a story, be like, yeah. the boy was de- like the boy was angry. I should be like, he punched the f- his fist through the wall and da-da-da. Like, I'm supposed to describe... So yeah. the person goes, oh, he's angry, not I tell you he's angry. Yeah. Because that's ridiculous. <laughs> this entire film, and basically since, like, the first film, <laughs> it's relied on the opposite of that principle, where instead of actually having character development, <laughs> instead of actually, uh, like, introducing the backstories of the characters or anything, like, you, I know you're going to interrupt me, don't just let no, me finish not, this sentence. No, I'm not. Instead of, instead of um, showing you what these characters are capable of, it just pulls famous action stars out of thin air and then tells you about all these magical talents that they have and then you never see the talents or anything like that it's just and it's sylvester's mind it's it's good enough to say that Wes, we're rescuing wesley snipes because <laughs> he's kind kind of crazy but he wasn't expendable and he's an amazing medic he's an amazing medic and they say this a bunch of times and then we never see him be an amazing and the medic. one opportunity we we should see it when spoiler Terry, I've said it like fourteen times. Terry Crews is is shot, shot. by by Mel Gibson's Twice. character, but not not killed, just just in Mel Gibson's oh. in Mel Gibson's words, fatally wounded. Even though the wound wasn't fatal, they all and with the rest of the movie, they all act like he's dead, even though he's really not. And then and this is the thing, like, so so <laughs> his character is wounded or shot. Yeah. He's kept alive, but you never see Wesley Snipes doing anything to him other than giving him, like, morphine to... to yeah, it's to... really... But he's not an amazing medic. We don't ever see that. We don't ever see this. And this is this is an, an inherent plot problem with the series. But, um... It reminds me of, you know, an Anchorman when he's like, we are friends and we are laughing. It's a, at the end credits, he goes, he's like, we are having a good time. That That's the whole film. It's basically just people going, we are friends. This is how we feel about this. Yeah. This is who I am. Why should I believe that? Just because you say it doesn't make it true. Yeah. So it's supposed to be a loving homage to the action films of yesteryear, except instead of trying to give us more of that experience, yeah. it just gives us. It tries to give us the same experience, but it does it worse. So it's not. It's not even touching on nostalgia because nostalgia would you be like would make you feel like. God damn! Yeah, it was good when they made films like this. Whereas mm. it's now it's just like, oh, I've seen that done better elsewhere, and that's the yeah. feeling you get at well, the end of these. Well, there are movies these... like, um, like uh, I don't know how you felt about what was it called, the Spielberg film that came out a couple of years Super ago. Super Eight. Super Eight. Loved it. Like Excellent. that's that's a, that's a that's movie a... that's like this is like the movies you had as a yeah. kid, but it builds on that with what we have now. This yeah. is just like, and you hey, felt remember how... you felt a lot of nostalgia 
in in a good way when you watch that film. Let's, that was a nostalgia yeah. film done right. Yeah, let's let's make Arnold Schwarzenegger say "Get to the Chopper" because he said that. Let's let's in Expendables like, two make a Chuck Norris joke <laughs> about Chuck Norris's character. Let's let's have Wesley Snipes say like jokingly, but like why? Oh, why'd you go to jail? And he's like tax evasion, and I'm like, I get what you're trying. I get what he's trying to do. It just feels a little too. It's just no good. And it's 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 <laughs> see that kind of thing as well. It's it works well if it's one surprise cameo out of the blue where it kind of references that yeah, person's life. Yeah, and you're life. like crazy. But if it's every fucking character gets a mention yeah. like that, then it's just it's bad writing. It's lazy. It's it's not. It doesn't help you immerse yourself in the film yeah. either. Here, one thing that I found really interesting while watching is when I was first watching it, I was like, man. These old Expendables, this is terrible. And then when they got to the new Expendables, I was like, bring back the old guys. I cannot stand watching these horrible young people. So the only thing worse than watching (laughs) um, actors that you loved from yesteryear doing crappy dialogue and act badly in characters that are so poorly written they couldn't do it right if and if, you know, even Even, if they tried. Some of them, a few of them were trying. We can talk about that. Is watching a bunch of no-names do bad dialogue and bad acting. Hey, that the main guy who they're grooming to take over the Expendables was Hercules in the movie that was the Hercules movie that The Rock was not in. Uh, so not The Rock, but the other one. So the one that no one cares but about. But everybody else were like... They was were, that a reboot? They were Dare like I boxers ask? and wrestlers and MMA fighters. Yeah. Like, they're not actors. actors. Although the one guy, I was like, he's definitely an actor. And he yeah. was the... And, but he was an actor stuntman. Every, and then the actor model. But I was like, everyone else is just a, like a fighter. I'm like you're, they're, and they're, and you can tell that these people are not. These are actors. the new ones that we're talking about, by the way. Woof. Um, Struggled with that. So yeah. It's so, also could not be more blatantly obvious what is going to happen every step of the way. Yeah. Like it's so obvious. It's it's boring. It's it, not so obvious that you're like, oh my god, this is gonna happen. It's so cool. And I didn't sit down and go, oh, this is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. But when it did, I just groaned in agony because I was like, oh god, really? Like, okay. But let's let's give it let's give it like a blow by blow sort of description. Okay. okay? So you gave your overarching sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. So it starts off there. It starts off mid action scene. You know yes. what? What's the opposite of a cold opening? A warm opening? A hot <laughs> opening? This was a. This was intended to be a hot opening. They're rescuing Wesley Snipes' yes. character from a train. He's uh, he's going to a prison, yes. which is supposedly a bad place. Although we're never shown it, or or we never see anything that goes on and in the prison, so we don't know why. Picture of this guy, and then they have him stand in front of the picture of him, who's presumably the prison and commander. And super evil. We're supposed to assume he's super evil, even though we never see him do anything. And then or he just him. dies. We don't know why Wesley Snipes <laughs> is in prison, so we don't know what he's done wrong to get himself in prison. Oh uh, presumably, he was committing. You know, acts of violence in a but foreign country. But I think we're supposed to assume that he was doing something good. But even though he's bad. fucking, even though he's crazy, he is played and as that's crazy. That's the only thing we see of him is he's that crazy. he's crazy. And he, oh, I would just also like to say, in case we say something and you're like, that wasn't in the Expendables three. We watched the extended edition, which just means there was more violence. Yeah. Basically, mm, except yeah. there was no blood in the exactly. extended version, either. which we can touch on as well later on. Lord. Okay. Okay, so they rescue his character yes. from the train. We're supposed to give a fuck about him. I don't know, whatever. Because um, then they have to go on this mission. They don't rescue him because they have to go on the mission, though. They, they just they rescue him. They just rescue him, but and then, that's completely separate. But then he's separate. like, I want to go home. He's like, we're not going. We're they, not going home. They rescue him because he is a former um, action yeah. star who they have hired for this film. He and needs they need to work sh- because he went to jail for tax. And they need to shoehorn him in. 
in some way. I feel like I kept, in this movie, there were all these actors, I kept going, Wesley Snipes was good in Blade, wasn't he? This is the thing, Like, though, I just was like, they, these people have been good, right? This is the thing, though. He went for tax evasion, so they made him pay back his taxes, presumably. Yes. Or I sent him so. to jail for the taxes that he couldn't pay back. Yeah. which They didn't doesn't... leave him destitute. He probably still has millions of dollars. I have no idea. But, I don't know about Wesley Snipes' yeah. finances. So then they get this, <laughs> this, I, then they get a call about thermobaric Oh, yeah. Missiles. From Harrison Ford. From Harrison Ford, who's filling in for Bruce Willis, who because apparently... Bruce Willis was like, I want more money. For to work four days, I want more than four million dollars. And Harrison Ford's like, I will take four million dollars for four so days. So Harrison work. Ford sort of phones it in. Um, from, He's fine. From, like, the... the He's so clearly not on location with anyone else, like, ever. He's just just gone out into the street behind his house and he's filmed every (laughs) single shot from that street. At one point he's in, like, a... A car. Oh, no, a helicopter. He's in a CGI helicopter later in the movie and I'm like, like he's clearly just at his house. He's just at his house. Um, And so they go to this to take, to, like, presumably get these thermobaric thermobaric missiles, which they then don't get. No, because... Because Mel Gibson's character is there. And Sly's head explodes. Because, not literally. And, and for some reason... He just gets real And for upset. some reason he becomes enraged, endangers everyone. And just, like, runs and, out and with his gun. And is, I would argue, is directly responsible for Terry Crews' character being wounded. Yeah. I got really um, excited when Terry Crews was in the movie, too, because I was like, he's funny, but then he didn't really... He got shot really fast yeah, and did nothing. Which I found, like, the comparison, like, if you've ever watched the Doctor Who special from, like, the, the early 80s, The Five Doctors, where Tom... Uh, Tom, Tom Baker. Baker refused to be a part of it so they took some footage from an unaired episode and they just crammed that in and then he got stuck in like a like a, a tra- trapezoid yeah they're just like well we can't deal with him so we'll just sort of put for the him whole over film there. and then and that was it felt so that was what like, it felt like with well, Terry Crews Terry Crews we have him for three days because he's doing like Brooklyn Nine-Nine so we'll film this first scene we'll film an end scene and then him in a bed but here's the thing though so presumably they're trying to raise the stakes and motivate the plot. Yes, by, and the by, characters all act as though this is a big motivating factor in things that they do. By exposing the fact that I, they're probably getting old, I would say. Yeah. And, which has been a factor from the very first film, so I don't understand why Although once again, in my mind, a... I'm like, Terry Crews doesn't look that old. And, and, Sylvester and looks expose like them to their own mortality. Neither of these work because Terry Crews does not get killed. No, he's, they, he the, lit, the he's, film is not brave enough to kill his he's character. He's in like a coma. Yeah, and they visit and, him in the hospital. And there's a wonderful, hilarious montage. No, that sh- we gotta talk about that later because it's actually like my favorite moment in the movie. Okay, right, okay. So I mean, we can we talk? We'll talk about it. Then. So Mel Gibson gets really. away. <laughs> Mel Gibson gets away, and Sly is depressed. He's really super upset, and then he fires all the expendables. So. He makes the decision for all of them, even though the fact that they've been together this whole time has has been based around the mutually shared idea that they are they are good for one thing, and that is as soldiers. They're, yeah. they're good warriors, and that's all they're good at. That's what they want to do. They're brothers. They stick together. So he fires them because he doesn't want to endanger their lives. Which is ridiculous because that's all they've all always yes. been doing, I assume. And even more ridiculous because then, to complete his revenge mission against Mel Gibson... He hires a bunch of young people to because take it, their places. Because if they get killed, that's cool. I, so he travels, take... so he goes and meets Kelsey Grammer. So, yeah. This is very important. Who takes him around the world in 80 days. And just different places in America. To, oh, and also to like Mexico, I guess. To uh, to recruit uh, 
four newbies. One who is a mountain climber that can't mountain climb and oh, turns God. into and turns into oh, a God. like a CGI paragliding That's figure. That's one of at my other point. greatest moments. Is he he's he looks at a rock and he's like, like what does he say? I like I want to be I need to be on he's you. He's like or something. I'm, I I I hope you don't mind me saying this, but I need to be on you. He jumps. He, he jumps falls. out to grab the ledge. The ledge breaks and he falls. And he becomes a CGI human being. It's who paraglides. Uh, amazing. Uh, <laughs> also, when I first saw him, I was like, they want me to feel like this is Chris Evans, but it's I'm not sorry. Chris Evans. This chair is so uncomfortable. Yeah, so he's fake Chris <laughs> Evans. So that's what we'll call so him. So we have fake one. Chris Evans, who's like apparently. And later we learn he's the computer guy. Yeah. The fake. Cr- yeah. How would we get that from him climbing? He's the parkour computer guy. Maybe Kelsey Grammer said it. I missed it. Uh, <laughs> And Kelsey Grammer then lies about having a tumor. For some reason, which again, it's sort of like, oh, okay, the stakes have been raised. And then We've he's like, humanized nah, his character. And then it's like, Was oh. Was he in the other movies, Kelsey no, Grammer? No. Okay. So and then me. they pull the rug out from under you and go, oh, no, actually, I'm kidding about that. And then you go, why was this so in, in the fucking movie at all? And I'm wondering whether that was another extended edition scene. Possibly. Because it seemed utterly pointless. So many things that were so weird and had no purpose. Then we are introduced to... Uh, so then they go to a club, a nightclub, and they're like, where's this guy? And I was like, it was the girl who showed them in. Because I'm like, if that was an actress that they were having just be like a hostess, she would be t- so tiny. Yeah. And this woman was built. So a muscle-bound MMA fighter who... Uh, in built her, like a motherfucker. Who, in her job as a nightclub bouncer, decides <laughs> it's okay to beat up patrons and glass a yeah, guy. Yeah, guy and they're like she's the bouncer and I'm like I don't think that's a bouncer's job I'm pretty sure what she did was enough to get her in jail for a number of years so now they have a girl so that's exciting she and um she is without a doubt the worst actress she's like she's like built Julia Stiles like if Julia Stiles fought like was fucking built like a shithouse and couldn't act at all yeah no and Julia Stiles can act in her in her in all in defense of her I'm gonna say she's an MMA um MMA fighter. Fighter and not a performer. And she's young, so... Like, True. Randy Couture is, uh, like, a dub- was he WWE? I don't know who I can't we're remember. talking about. The wrestler, the, the cauliflower guy. Oh, the cauliflower guy. guy. He, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure... Yeah, he's a wrestler. Okay. So, he's still a performer, even though he's an athlete yeah. and a fighter. But an MMA is not about performing, it's no. about fighting yeah. but so she's she's terrible she's a terrible she's terrible also actor. given terrible things to say yeah and she keeps making the same face the whole movie so she's basically written, she's being she's written quote unquote as badass. the daughter and the girl who needs to prove herself and the one that everyone's looking to take care of because... or have sex with if you are a man of color yeah which um, is exciting then we're at, gently. <laughs> then we are introduced to the motorbike guy who no first is it the oh, army sorry, guy Latino gentleman an army guy and I believe he's a boxer oh that's right yep Latino gentleman who they 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 find in the army and we see like almost nothing of him he, he just fi- has a big gun he fires a weapon that is uh, I like think has he it, built I think that's that he, the idea yeah that and he never builds any more weapons for this no. uh, he fires a weapon and they're like that's a cool weapon you're hired he that's never it. uses the weapon again no. he never demonstrates his own fighting ability no. None of these people actually demonstrate their combat we know effectiveness. We really nothing about them. Again, yeah. except what we're told. They're they're interchangeable. Yeah. Except so that one man can sort of climb a mountain. One guy. Hey, at can least fire the climbing gun. comes back. At least yeah. that's part of his plot. Oh well, we'll get to that <laughs> like, later as well. Like for everyone else, it has nothing to do with what they do later. So then we and then meet our motorbike fourth boy. newbie. We f- we find oh, that motorbike comes back motorbike oh, boy. Motorbike, motorbike boy. boy. So motorbike boy is Hercules, and he's the uh, he's the uh, anti-authority sort of yeah, like, like lone warrior yeah. sort of. And we see him lose a fight, and but Sly knows that he lost well, it from somehow money. somehow he guesses that because he that he threw the fight, alone, man. and he was right about it. So this guy they, he turns up and he loses a fight, and they're like. 
oh, I'm and Kelsey Grammer is immediately like, like yeah, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I wasted your time, your time. <laughs> because presumably he. Presumably his recommendation was based on whether he performed in that one fight, yep. meaning that he doesn't know him at all? Well, he's a, we, know he's a, he know, we know that he fought in like the Iraq War okay. or some war recently. Right. We know he's definitely a veteran. Apparently. They definitely mentioned that. I don't fucking remember. And then Sly's all like... <laughs> maybe just like say the words rather than I don't than do remember the what he said. Okay. He just sounded like that. He sounded okay. like... And the kid like is just like... like He's like, you don't like authority. And the kid's like, nah. And he's like, I don't even want to be part of your group. And then he, then he turns to Kelsey Grammer, Sly does, and goes, I guess you did waste my time. And the kid's like, wait, no, I do want to be part of your team. <laughs> it's the quickest turnaround for no reason. So anyways, I don't even teacher. think he knows what the stakes are. I don't even think he knows what the what the <laughs> oh, mission is. It's God, just he no. wants to be wanted. So they sign them. They sign. Oh, we forgot. In between all this, they go to see a gentleman who does parkour, and then when he gets to the ground, takes off his mask, and it's um, Antonio Banderas. Oh, okay. So one of the, one of the people that that Kelsey <laughs> Grammer is showing in this recruitment drive is supposed to be this young man. Yeah, so he's showing all these young people because he wants sexy young people to endanger because presumably <laughs> they've got less to lose than these fucking old people that, you know, like, that have fought beside him the whole time, yeah. which is just retarded. The it's... logic of this film is retarded. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> anyway, so this, so this young man who does this fantastic parkour all the way down from the top of this construction site takes off the mask. <gasps> it's, it's Antonio Banderas. So it's an old guy and he had faked... He had faked a, a resume saying that he was very young. And in that first scene, I was like, he is brilliant. Okay, His let's let's explain what happened. Let's explain what happened. So they immediately go, nope, don't want you. You're old. Yes. And so he turns into like this childlike sort of character. He's like, no, please, you know, it's like, I need this job. It's, you know, it just, I can prove myself. I'm great at what I do. Blah, blah, blah. They're like, nope, sorry, you know, You're ge- old. sorry, old geezer. See you later. So they leave, and he has this like fit of, of like oh. frustrated, sort of, um, but like eager, ambitious rage, where he's like, "I'm good at one thing: thing. killing." killing. <laughs> he's ah! like, "I am very good at it." Ah! So... And he's like, "I need a job." And then he stands there and he just fumes while staring oh, at the amazing. camera. In the only shot of this film that I would say is perfectly framed. <laughs> <laughs> And it's the, in my opinion, the single greatest moment of the film. His performance His, in that moment. In that scene is great. Unfortunately, now I'm like, I really now hope he comes of, back later we on. Were, we were, we were praying he'd come back because of how much, <coughs> how great he is in that scene. Because you can't waste that. You, you can't, can't waste wa- him. so good. And he does. Unfortunately. And then they ruin it. Unfortunately. Because they turn him. Apparently, no. the version we watched, there is a lot more of him uh. being weird and blabby. They ruin him because they turn him into basically a motor mouth who just annoys everyone. Um, there is a kind of good s- scene in the sense that I couldn't figure out what the point of it was because he was telling Sylvester Stallone when he takes him on board about all these people, people. that he's worked with. He's like the best soldier I ever team, worked with. The, team, yeah. No, 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 but no, that's not that doesn't come up till later on. Oh, okay. He's like the best person I ever worked with is this guy. Blah blah blah. blah and then. It, Quick cut. The best person I ever worked with is this guy. Blah, blah, blah. And he tells him all these stories. And he's clearly pissing Sylvester Sloan off. <laughs> then, later on, um, Sylvester Sloan comes up and asks him if he's alright because he's acting a bit weird, I presume. Is that what's happening? No. And he's like, yeah, I... I think What he says is, I think I know why your team dropped you. And he's like, my team didn't Oh, that's it. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Because he's they didn't yammering and yammering it. and pissing everyone off. Sylvester Sloan's like, I think I know why your team dropped you. And he's like, they didn't drop me. They... 
all died in combat. And he tells them a story about how they were on a mission and everyone died except him. And he's got survivor guilt, which clearly makes him a little bit crazy. And Sylvester Sloan correctly identifies that the people he'd been talking about earlier were all the members of his team. Yeah. And that's kind of a nice moment. It is. Here's the but thing. But in between that, his character... And after that, his character is ruined because he's brought back yeah. down to the lowest common denominator. But I feel like Antonio Banderas, despite all of that... I'm just going to crack open a nice cold Coca-Cola. I'm not getting paid for this promotion, by the way. <laughs> Although, if you want to send us Coke, um, we take or it. Or money, because yeah. we can take yeah, that as well. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> but, like, I would say that his performance, though, even though the character gets overused, still for me is, I'm like, that was pretty good. Especially for this movie. He is one of the few actors in this that actually acts in well, his Well, Antonio Banderas is a good actor. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I kept going, he was good. And he's, he, was, so, he was given a trait... And he took it and ran, as yes. a creative professional does. Whereas none of them, none of the others really... Did much of anything. Or had much to work with. Because yeah. Dolph Lundgren is like, strong and silent type. Randy Couture is like, strong and silent type. <laughs> you know, um, uh, Jason Statham is kind of mouthy, but for the most part, a strong and silent type. Yeah. Like, well, so what ends up happening is he gets all these kids together. Wesley they... Snipe just kind of does eye twitches every now and then to prove that he's crazy. I don't fucking know. So they... <laughs> At a certain point, he stops being crazy, too. Yeah. Like, that stops pretty quickly. Yeah. So at least Antonio Madeira's had a consistent character. And committed to it, yeah. Um, but so, okay, so Sly gets all these kids together. He and hires them all up. And they go to an art... Oh, we have to talk about Mel Gibson. No, no, no. Okay, art. so let's... We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. So they go to this 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 uh, sort of... Art. Building. Building with all this down, art. Where Mel Gibson is basically uh, selling a guy... Weapons. Are they the thermobaric weapons that he's talking about? I, I don't think so, because then the guy is all like, I want I nuclear, weapons. nuclear weapons. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I want you to blow up all my customers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, and but what they do is they hide them in boxes that have these very expensive paintings. Because they don't get x-rayed at the airport. Because, because they fuck it ruins up the, paint? the oils. I don't know. I feel, I feel like, like there would be a... they still put them through metal detectors. I feel like there would be a stronger fucking system also, than this. Like, you're going from out, out of the United States. They make people take off their shoes. There's no way they're not searching those boxes. Like, that's not happening. I'm but sorry. If only that was the stupidest thing in this film. Anyway, so let's talk about Mel Gibson's character. So we gotta go backtrack on Mel just a little bit here. So Mel Gibson's character is, as it's revealed, really, really far along in the fucking film. But you could have guessed. Yeah. Sly hates him because he's a former expendable who turned his back on him, basically. And he basically just was like, I want power and money and you don't get that being a good guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, it does. He... It does absolutely nothing to explain why Sylvester Stallone is so angry at him, like enraged by him. because um, uh, I think just because he go, he went and killed people, and now he should, he needs to be tried for war crimes. But Sylvester Stallone is a mass so he murderer. Seems very, I know, but he a was mass killing. Murderer. He was killing the bad guys. So oh, okay. oh, okay, all right. The, the guys, moral is very strange. Yeah, in this movie. he's a mass murderer. They're not people that he because... chose to kill. They're people that the government said. There are the bad guys. Go get them. And he went and did it. So he's a mass murderer. It's weird because Mel Gibson, at a certain point, you're like, I don't feel like your your like crazy character is like that wrong because he is making some fairly coherent points. Because he's like, you kill people too. He makes that exact point. He also says um, that the reason that he um, turned his back on the Expendables was because uh, the government sent someone out to kill him, but it oh, was never yeah. explained why. No, the, he sent the Expendables out to kill him. But that was after he'd already turned his back, but he then he uh, felt his government has turned... 
I don't know. They both felt betrayed by each other. Yeah. My favorite thing that happened to Mel Gibson's character was the first, like, not the first time we see him, but the second time we see him, he walks into a building, is looking at a painting, he's like, look at this fucking bullshit painting. This is awful. How much is it? Three million? I'll buy it. And that's how we're supposed to know that he's crazy. Yes, that's and that's rich that's how they, evil. That's how they tell you that he's rich, crazy, and evil because he, oh, and that he's like a criminal mastermind, yeah. presumably. Because he was he, rocking good, lethal weapon, crazy eyes. He appraises the art as shit, then immediately buys it for an exorbitant price. And that's how yes. we. Um, that's that's what his character is. And he checks basically. out every lady he sees in this movie. Really weird, but again, I didn't think he was the worst performance. Although no. maybe it wasn't a performance because they did play Here's... upon the part that his character is crazy, and yeah. he himself. It was the perfect character for him to make a film comeback in, and I know that's not his comeback film, but it was the first film I'd seen him in after the whole, you know, well, uh, yeah. racial slander thing and and Oof. and whatnot, and just his downfall. <laughs> uh, I didn't see the beaver. I heard it was all right, but um, no one saw the beaver because he had just threatened his yeah. like to like oh like hit, raped by a pack of words to <laughs> the woman who had his baby yeah. and that he was gonna like hit her and stuff. So it was yeah, no one saw that movie because like, I don't really want to see him. But this was a good role for him to be in because it allowed him to be crazy and it allowed it allowed you to hate him in real life and also like. Uh, like associate that with what you're seeing on yeah. screen. No, it was a good casting choice. Yeah. And, um, he, and he, I would argue, committed to the role as well. Here's the thing. He is the only other actor who committed. Him and Antonio Banderas. Once again, I also agree, he he can act. Mm. I don't think he's a very good person, but he can act. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so that's so that's the villain. Yeah. So, okay. they go for this sting operation to, to all this assassination thing, which more or less goes off without a hitch. They get Mel Gibson, but Mel Gibson... Is planning one step For ahead. For some reason, though, when they have Mel Gibson, they take the tape off his mouth so he can talk, and I have no and idea why. And just enrage why. everyone. In I the know, fucking... and all he does is piss everyone off because he's a yeah. big dick. But he has a GPS tracker on him. Of uh, course. His henchmen track him down. They manage to steal him back, and they kidnap the um, the young people. The young people as well. And Sly is a very obvious mannequin goes floating down a river. Yes. Ooh, there's some good obvious mannequin God, that was work hilarious. in this. It's so good. Unbelievable. Although his natural face color makes him look like he's dead. So he's... it could have actually been him. I, I thought he had had plastic surgery. It just turns out he's aging very poorly and has a weird Oh, that's right. Face. He falls into a river and he yeah. goes down the rapids. And, and you're he... like, that's not him. And he bumps a head, his head on a rock. Keep it wide. Oh, God. We've gone so from funny. crossing a bridge in the middle of an enormous river, similar to the one in like in like the penultimate scene of True Lies, if anyone has seen mm. that. The enormous bridge over a giant expanse of, of water, presumably near a, uh, uh, a, a city or something like We're that. We're in Eastern Europe, that's what I know. To a small rocky river with rapids surrounded by so canyons weird. and mountains in the next shot. And he, he do, it does this, the old thing of he's going down the river, camera's heading towards a rock, bumps his head against the rock, gets knocked out and washed up on shore. I'm like, this is fucking unbelievable. So then, of course, he goes... So, okay. So here's the thing that happens. So we so, by now, we've, we've established that the four characters yes. that they've spent so much time introducing are simply there to... Be kidnapped. Be kidnapped. And Which is like, we spent so much time introducing them, and it was so boring. And so pointless. It was so obvious that they, the reason that they were coming in the first place was unnecessary. Yeah. That when it made it even more abundantly clear that the plot point was unnecessary, you just felt like the, 40, the 20, 30 minutes that you just spent yeah. was wasted time. So then he heads back to the States to like lick his wounds, and we assume get the old... Uh, um, the old 
I was about to say Avengers. This is no. Expendables. Oh, that's right. In the meantime, we, we've seen an in the meantime, amazing montage. This is the greatest thing that happens the, in the of, movie of the the now ex Expendables. Yes. Uh, just sort of twiddling. What their they're thumbs. doing in their spare time. So someone's have... in a bar. Someone's in a yeah, coffee so shop. Yeah. So Dolph, Dolph Lundgren's in a bar because it's kind of established he's a bit of an alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, Jason Statham's lying on his couch watching TV that he shoots at one point, and so it's like showing them being bored and lazy, and then they and just cut the, to and a in shot. And in the middle, and in the middle, and it's not even oh the last. God. It's not even the last Expendable no. that they show. They show. Dolph Lundgren, then they show, so, then they show Wesley Snipes, and then they show Terry Crews laying his in a coma, and then it just goes through the other ones as though he's just that's what he's doing because he's being kind of lazy and he's bored. He's just hanging out in a coma. No, he's in a coma, you guys. It's I can't describe how amazing a moment it is. It was hilarious. We both just like started weeping with laughter. It's, it's like the greatest moment in the movie. What's Dolph Lundgren doing? Oh, he's drinking. What's Jason Statham doing? Oh, he's watching television. What's D- Terry Crews doing? doing? Oh, he's, he's in a coma. What's Wesley Snipes doing? Oh, he's having coffee and a cigarette. Yeah, it's like, you know, that one of these things is not like the other. Like, that's not what he's doing because he's sad he got fired. He's in a coma. Yeah. So anyway, so you assume he's going to get those guys back, but he actually doesn't, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, he talks to Schwarzenegger a little bit. Oh, that's right. Which Schwarzenegger I found appears for no reason. Which weirdly endeared by Schwarzenegger, which is weird because I also don't particularly like him as a person, and I wasn't getting into nostalgia at all, but I was like, oh, it's kind of nice to Again, see Again, he's him. got a weird charisma. That's why he, he was so successful. He has a weird charisma. Even when he's doing nothing, and he, at this point, it's sort of like you see him and you're like... Okay, he's clearly too old to be doing the action hero yeah, stuff. Yeah, he does almost nothing in this movie. Yeah. But he's weirdly, you you can't not, like, you're like, aww, Arnie. Yeah. But so he talks to him a little bit, but then what he ends up doing is he ends up just going with Antonio Banderas. That's right, he brings so, him on. Antonio so Banderas that's when we shows get up, too much of the Antonio. Antonio Banderas shows up and he's like, I, you know, I'm here. It's like, I am here after everyone else is gone. I'm here. I know. Let's Come do this. on, baby. And he takes him on board. And that's a kind yeah, of... Yeah, and so they set up a bunch of weapons. They get the plane ready. They go to take the plane out. And all the old Expendables have showed up. Big surprise. And he's like, what are you doing? And they're like, we love you. Let's make out. And then they get on board. And then they go. And they In do In my the opinion, I was like, I was like, I wanted Jason Statham and Sly to kiss. A yeah. little bit. Because uh. <laughs> I'm always like, kiss, kiss, uh. kiss. <laughs> so they get to this fucking place wherever the fuck it is, like Eastern Europe. Okay, so they make up a country. Yeah. Um. So they make up a country that basically Mel Gibson owns the dictator of this country. But I think it's called Uzbekistan rather than Uzbekistan. Yeah, it's like it's, like, it's basically oh, it's supposed to be sort of Middle Eastern, Middle Eastern e. Middle Eastern or it's bo- It's like it, it's Eastern. No, it's more Balkan. It's very it's, much like a Balkan okay. sort of region. Yeah. But nonetheless, they make up a name for a country. And that basically, and the I, the the premise is that Mel, uh, Mel Gibson basically owns this dictator and this military dictatorship just because he has so much money. Yeah. So he's in charge. I don't know. So, I'm starting to realize I spent a lot of time just like hurling insults and questions at the screen and missed a lot of the plot points, <laughs> or, like the finer details, rather. So then they they go to he because basic because Mel Gibson sends a video where he's like, you know, I know you're still alive because you shot the people I sent after you and we couldn't find a body, so clearly you're still alive. So if you want these bitches, come and get them. Yeah. And clearly a trap. Yeah. So they show up. So and they immediately leave. So they immediately... Well, the thing is, they go into the building, and there's no one there. Yeah. And they t- and the, the guys are unguarded, and you're yeah. like, well, this is, continues to be clearly a trap. And then he goes all sore on them, and... and <laughs> yeah, has so, like they, a- so they cut the, they cut all the young guys down, and then he's on a video, and he's like, now there's a bomb that will explode, and like, what was it, like... 
30 seconds. I don't know. Like, or he was, because so he was like, it takes 70 seconds. It takes, like, one, like, really super fit person oh, 70 yeah, 90 seconds. Oh, yeah, 90 seconds to get down to the bottom. Of Let's give you 45 yeah. seconds. <laughs> so, fake Chris Evans <laughs> uses his magic programming skills to, uh, and the magic um, computer machine. That, uh, that Dolph Lundgren bought a magic computer machine that he wears on his wrist to check the weather. Dolph Lundgren had some lines in this that I found all really funny because they were so out of place. He was like, I use it to check the weather. And he's so deadpan as well when yeah. he delivers. Anyway, the point <laughs> so was strange. it was a magic computer that could just hack, hack in inverted this commas. This guy's an things. amazing hacker. Because, yeah. Terrible rock climber. And uh, he somehow just defused the bombs. No, but, he pauses them. Oh, that's right. He blocked the signal that was uh, but, counting down. But once the battery dies on the, the magic wrist computer... The then bombs the, go off. The bombs go off. And there was and only 8% left. Battery, because Dolph Lundgren can't stop checking the weather. Yeah. Um, He's an old man. So then they get attacked. love the weather. <laughs> then they get attacked by the Hubba Jubba Stan uh, army. <laughs> Hubba Jubba Stan. <laughs> and, that sounds uh, like delicious. And we're supposedly supposed to be feeling tense because there's, you know, this imaginary countdown going on with but this. But there's a problem. There's no blood in this movie. And there's so much CGI that you just don't... And plus, you don't care about these characters. Okay, so if anyone has seen either of the earlier Expendables films or uh, Rambo, just the the fourth Rambo film, the most recent one, um, you'll know that Sylvester Stallone's production company has this wonderful fake CGI blood bullshit that they do. Now, I sort of thought it was cool until you start seeing the cracks in it. Yeah. And then the more you saw it done, the more you were just like, this is just really cheap. This is the cheapest of all the Expendables films by a long way. And that's not say- and that's saying something given well, that the other ones looked really fucking this cheap. This is a PG-13 movie. The other two were rated R. Sylvester Stallone wanted to appeal to a younger audience, so he had to take out all the blood. So let's let's... Ask some questions to Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> dear what, Mr. Stallone. Dear Mr. Stallone, <laughs> if you were trying to appeal to a younger audience, why would you get a bunch of celebrities from before they were born to do stuff that is less good than the stuff they did when they were in their heyday? Mr. Stallone. <laughs> Mr. Stallone. If dear you Mr. are trying Stallone. to appeal to a younger audience, why would you make an action film... Whose hero is you? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I mean, and I'm like... Why would you Why would you have the young people in the action film been people that no one knows? Yeah. And are terrible at their jobs, like, performance-wise. Yeah. Why would you... If, if, if you're trying to appeal to a broader audience, why do you eliminate the people who are already there for the old, mm. old people by cutting out all the fucking violence? Now, let, let, now let's be specific. Now, we didn't have more violence. Let's be specific. Okay. In the extended edition, it is not less violent. It's still a really violent film. It's just less gory, which makes the violence seem cheap again. And it just makes it seem like... I'm like, he just stabbed him in his stomach and then his neck and no one's bleeding. Like, what? it just doesn't feel real. There are what, no stakes. What you feel like you're looking at is you're looking at an unfinished film. It feels yeah. like you're looking at a film that's been made, but the special effects, the post-production yeah. hasn't been done. So that's what it ends up looking like. But so basically what we then just do is we just follow everybody on their individual fighting paths. And it's like a 30-minute fight scene. And some of it's fine, some of it's like... And a lot of it looks like a video game. The, um, the CG is 
fucking awful. Harrison Ford's okay. chopper does a, <laughs> does a barrel roll. I don't know if you, Nissa, knew that helicopters could fly upside down like that. I'm pretty sure it defies the laws of physics. I was, it was so funny because it happened and you started laughing and I was laughing, but I was like, that... That definitely can't happen. Like, I'm like, I'm sure it can't, but I'm going to ask someone because in my head I'm like, what if that's possible? But I don't think that's possible. They, they, um, the, uh, the, hub, the Hubba Jabbistan army has tanks, foot soldiers, and motorbike troops. And Be- the reason they have their motorbike troops, of course, is so that Hercules can fucking do you, some magic Because we saw him use a motorbike for half a second when we were introduced to him. So obviously he's wow. using motorcycles. Dolph Lundgren and um, Cauliflower Ear yeah. get. In, I feel really bad about calling yeah, him whatever. that. I'm sure he doesn't care. Um, they they get into a tank, and in the extended edition, because I don't think this was in the theatrical release, Dolph Lundgren is like, "My mom used to drive a tank." In, back in Sweden. Like what? It's so amazing. Stupid, stupid <laughs> it's shit. So insane. And uh, fake Chris Evans. Um, has to go back and guard the uh, the device. Yes. So what does he do? He climbs a shaft for about fifteen yeah, he minutes. Yeah, gets an and elevator then, and, and then it crashes, and then all he does for the rest of the fight is he has to be climbing the shaft. And we see him about three times that he's climbing the shaft, and then they get on the roof and escape at the end. And he's never seen guarding the device. He's never seen with the device. I think he he's has never, it though. I think he's we're never seen. Believe that. He's never seen near the device. He's shown climbing an elevator shaft, and then he's shown getting to the roof. And that's it. It's re-fucking-ridiculous. Um, MMA girl sort of shows her abilities. Yeah, her stuff is kind of cool when she's not and opening her mouth. So this is the best part about her character. Her character is good when she's not talking. Because the dialogue is crap and her acting is it's crap. It's like every Jessica Alba character ever. Because um, she's very pretty, but she should not speak. Antonio Banderas does his thing. He does some stuff and he's, he's, he's actually less... Because he's killing people, so there's a lot less chatting, so he's better. Yeah. But he's, um, it's still a bit silly. Again, um, him and Wesley Snipes seriously hit on the girl, like, a lot. He, Antonio Banderas gets disarmed, and so the the foot soldiers with their weapons... Guns. With their, with their automatic weapons will just run down the stairs, like, ten metres uh, down the stairs to attack him. shooting him. And get killed. Oh, the Havastava. And Havastava Sylvester him. Stallone basically looks like his face is going to just, like, fall off he his looks, bones. He does not look good, you guys. And then, so he... But, but with Harrison Ford, Jet Li and Arnold Schwarzenegger have come, and they're just shooting people with guns. Oh, that's right. And they Jet do... Li is randomly in the movie all of a sudden. For like, five seconds. It's nuts. Oh, God. So, basically what happens is they kill ends. all of the Hobbistop stand movie yeah. people. Everyone gets to the roof, uh, except for Sly, who has to face down... Face Mel- off. Face off. Literally. Face off. Um, Mel Gibson. And they have a fight. That's really anticlimactic for our main fight. And it's hilarious because the first thing they do is they throw aside their weapons and have a fist fight. Well, now, to be fair, Mel Gibson had said, when I kill you, I'm not going to use a gun. I want to use my bare hands so that you like, feel that yeah, or whatever. Yeah, okay, cool. To be fair, that's great. Except for the fact that the first chance they get, they run back to their weapons and slide, know, and slide just... And Sylvester Sloan gets the first shot off. Kills Mel Gibson's character. The end. Like it's so anti. You're like that was our boss fight. Like okay, so let's put down our weapons. Let's have a mano a mano and they brawl. Fight a- they fight for about thirty seconds. Maybe. Then they pick up a gun and shoot each other. And it's like all right. And so then it's like and a Sylvester's- race to the roof. Well, Sylvester Sloan's face at some point goes like a weird shade of purple, and it's really <laughs> creepy. 
Um, he does not look good, you guys. And then, I'm, I'm like actively concerned for him. It was, it was awful. And then they, <laughs> they go to the roof, they escape, and the young guys get inducted into the Expendables. Yes, the and end. so everyone gets tattoos. No, 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 because at the end there's a big bar scene that I have a couple of moments I like. Okay. One. Antonio Banderas gets a tattoo before he's accepted into the Expendables. Okay. Which is a terrible light life. Yeah. Two, Terry Crews is there. He's oh, fine. Oh, yeah, he's fine. By the way, that thing that you were caring about this whole time and was your motivation for everything that's happened in this film, that didn't happen, so don't worry about it. Let's just invalidate the point of this. If you felt like there was no point before, and if you felt like you were being insulted at some point, how about we just kick you straight in the nuts with this <laughs> last fucking thing? I also want to say, when they get Sly onto the helicopter and you see everyone in there, there are way too many people in that Oh, that's helicopter. right, yeah, yeah. There's because, an absurd amount of people in that helicopter. Because the first film, it's like, okay, there's five or six action heroes and they're all grouped together. You're now like, this like is kind of cool. Now the roster is about 24 people long. <laughs> and they're and all they're, in and tiny and helicopters. And they're all crammed into this Apache <laughs> helicopter. And so, it really looks weird. So then, so it looks like a fucking class photo for like year twelve. It's so like, nuts. Yeah. So another thing that happens at the bar. So this is in the end scene. Is Sylvester Stallone goes up to um, Arnie and Jet Li, yeah. and is like, "So you guys work for whatever Harrison Ford's character's name is now?" And they're like, "Yeah," and they kind of laugh. We don't understand why. And then Sylvester Stallone implies that they're gay, and they just sort of hug each other and laugh some more. I don't know what was happening I think in that, was, that bit. I think that was improvised on the day. I think Sylvester Stallone had a funny idea for a gay He's joke. He's like, but instead of making a gay joke, I almost just sort of felt like Sylvester Stallone came off looking like a weird homophobe, and Arnie and Jet Li looked up coming off like, we love gay people. <laughs> It was weird. It, it was, was weird. It was just, I have no idea what was happening, and then it ends Oh, with that's right. Then it ends with the... The young people. The, the, okay, so the young people who have, at this point, killed dozens of men. Dozens. Feeling great, though. Having a Got great time over a couple of beers and singing karaoke. And what song? They're singing a song that's like supposed to be like, you're, oh, um, you're, you're an old man. What is that song that's like... Uh, I don't know. Farking hell. But yeah, they're singing. They're basically singing a self-referential song about the fact that you're an old it's, man. It's and like they've had. They've just you. had. A, they've just won their football game, and they're going out. Except to the pub. that they've killed dozens, dozens, hundreds, of, hundreds of people. Of people. Like, individually hundreds, so probably thousands. It's an entire country's army. This film is a fucking disgrace. This film is a piece of and shit. And then it's like the old guys watching the young guys, and that's the movie. It was also like just. Baffling, like every choice that was made, I was like, I don't understand why you're doing and that. If Expendables Four was then these new people then doing something with some cameos from the old guys or something like yeah. that, then it would make sense. But you know that's not going to happen. So, the well, Sly has said though that if nothing else, there will be blood in the next movie. It will be our. Oh, that's he, right. He, he said, said it was a that terrible, was a terrible mistake. mistake. He said that was a bad mistake, and he shouldn't have tried to do that. So, so at least he recognizes that. <laughs> but this film, as I said, everything I can say about this, the other two, I can say about this one as well and include those it's the ch it's the cheapest looking action film I think I've ever seen from I mean it's like it's like TV movie budget it feels like like it's not you know good. what this film is like this film is like the Happy Madison films that have come out for the last 10 years this is this is <laughs> fucking um, Adam Sandler taking his friends on a holiday paying them millions of dollars buying on, them all Ferraris yeah and, or whatever he bought them some fancy car. and you know spending about maybe 45 minutes writing yeah. up a script it's a piece of shit, and it's it's just done so all his friends can get a sweet Somehow paycheck. This movie makes me less angry than those on some level. I don't because I I don't know why. Because you feel sorry for the I old men, and you feel like and you feel like, and you feel like oh, they're look they're having fun doing 
the stuff that they used to do yeah. and haven't been able to do for a while. You Whereas know? I feel like I don't feel bad for Adam Sandler and them. I'm like, oh, because he's always offensive. been doing shit. It's just now he's trying less hard. Yeah, but this... it's clear that Stallone is sort of like. It's clear that he think thinks a... he's doing an all right yeah, job. Yeah, I feel like this is the best he can do. Yeah. So I feel like I'm like, oh, poor Stallone. Like, he's trying. Yeah. I think he's trying. But it's shit, and there's it's no really one there to tell him that it's awful. And there's no one else. Although, this had three screenwriters. Yes. Which is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it... I wouldn't have been surprised if there had been, like, 14. I would have been like, yeah, that sounds about right. But the plot is terrible. The it's motivations not... for the characters are terrible. The dialogue is terrible. Uh... It's as bad as the second one. I wouldn't say worse in Although, terms of dialogue. you said something that I thought was really interesting that I felt, but I didn't know that all the... F- you said that mm. this movie, more than any of the other ones, feels like it's like Sly Stallone is the greatest human being who has ever existed. Like, it really hits on the Everything head how revolved. amazing he is. Because the other two loves films, him so much. He's been the centre, but the other two films have revolved around the group yeah. and him as the centre of the pillar. This was just about him. Where it's just... It's so him much of it. getting rid of people, taking people back, making all the decisions. And the young people love him and don't want him to die. And I'm like, why? You barely met him and all he did was put your lives in danger. It's just... But he had no reason to like them either. Like, there was oh, no connection between so any of the characters. Stupid. None of the decisions that were made were logical. There was People no... change their minds so fast. They'd be like, I'm not going to tell you that information. They'd be like, come on. They're like, okay. <coughs> Bless you. Told you I was sick. <laughs> the, um... The characters, uh, the backgrounds that you're told about them, there's so much exposition. There's, because we're not... And what's worse is the the facts, in inverted commas, that you were told about are never demonstrated, yeah. even when they get Again, the chance to demonstrate telling, them. not showing. That, no, but, it's really bad but storytelling. But even when they get the chance to do it, they, could show they it fail to write it into the script. Here's it's a, a piece of crap. Here's a question. Okay, so it's bad, but I think most people know it's bad. The question is, is is it bad enough to be good? No. Like, yeah. So you don't you don't think you don't think it's worthwhile watching. I think it was boring and a waste of time. I, I think if it had been gory, maybe. I think that if it had There's been There's no spectacle. I think really. if it had been half an hour less and we hadn't watched the extended edition, almost I don't even maybe. I think the extended edition's that much longer. Here's the problem though, I saw the last two at the cinema. Okay, the yeah. first one I had my hopes up, got disappointed. <laughs> Left, I was like, okay, that was a piece of crap. The second one came out, I was like, oh, okay, let's see if he's learnt from the mistakes of the past. Jean-Claude Van Damme was good, everyone else sucked. It was... Jean-Claude Van Damme, I think, is coming back for the next one. It was crap. I thought his character died. He was the villain. He said he wanted to come back, uh, so I think he maybe. might be. Oh, maybe. God, they'll probably make him a zombie Friggin or something. Like. Pierce Brosnan's oh, yeah. going to be It'll probably one. be his brother. I fucking hope it's his, oh, it's his twin brother. Oh, what was the movie brother. that we watched? The, the double... Double Trouble. Double Trouble? Was no, it called Double no, Fist? No, no, that can't be right. There's a movie where John claude Van Damme plays his own twin. That movie is good bad. Like yeah. that's Again, hilarious. Again, it's, it's boring, but it's good. Here's the thing: parts, this, there are parts of this that I feel like that are worth watching, but I feel like you should fast forward through a lot of it. Well, again, see this is that's very boring. see this is the thing. Like the room, I find, for example, let's take a good bad film. I don't find that boring. I find no. that entertaining start to finish because yeah. it's consistently fucking terrible. I think I whereas, found the Double Trouble way more entertaining than something like this. Like this, this, this dragged. It dragged. It this dragged. Had, this had like a few moments of brilliance. I found, but in like two hours, I, I can't have three moments that made me laugh out loud. I need to be laughing. The choreography of the that. action scene at the end was kind of. I remember saying, "This is kind of compelling." Like I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying watching this. But again, if if it had just felt real, if I cared at all about any of these characters or felt like any of them were actually if in the danger. Explosion 
explosions were real. If the 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 but the fact that they did kill Terry Crews, I was like, well, they're not going to kill anyone in this movie, so I have nothing at stake but here. They, but they, and the thing that was so <laughs> insulting is that the movie is screaming at you, feel something. Oh and, my God, there's so much. Like they try and add so much like pathos, like. Oh my god, it's it's tries but, to get schmal it gets a little schmaltzy and it's not effective. But then you don't feel it and it's it's clear that they're trying to manipulate you into feeling something yeah. because they're like, Well, we show you this and a character says this, so therefore you feel emotion and I'm like, That's not how human beings work, Sylvester. Yeah, again, I'm like there are these moments that I'm like, that's brilliant and hilarious. Such as the the bit with that Terry, one scene the, with the, the montage is great. The montage. The one that was scene, good bad. That was good bad. The one scene with Antonio Banderas was the good, first one. Good. Yeah, and good, yeah, that good. was good. The first scene I think with Mel Gibson in the art that to me was good bad. That was hilarious. Good bad. Yep. It was over the top the insanity yes, that yes. made me laugh. The remember remember that fifteen second uh, scene we get where he gets out of a limo or something at a. At a at a mansion, a mansion, and walks up the steps, looks behind him with crazy eyes, and then walks in, and then we cut to just something like, completely and different. Like, and like, there's like this. I think it's supposed to be like a trophy wife or something, and then he has giant Irish dogs. And that's it. And that's it. And that's all we see. So weird. No plot advancement. Again, it must be extended edition because it's if, just like, well, let's not, though, let's just knows? sweep up whatever's on the cutting room floor and just cram it back in a film and call it an extended edition. Oh my god. Because why would you go to a cinema, watch the short version of this and go, fuck yes, I want more. The thing is, is the, yeah, the thing that drags it down for me is because I'm like, there are things in it that could be good, bad, but I just, it's boring. There's so much that's boring. And there's I, so much I, of it that's just bad, bad. There's so much of it that's just bad. I'm just like, this is just bad. It's so not even Bad dialogue, funny. bad acting, bad lines. Oh, I've already said that, but <laughs> bad lines within the dialogue. Like, the dialogue as a whole is bad, and then there's lines yeah. that are trying to be good, and they're bad. Um, uh, the interaction, most bad, of the bad stuff... Bad CG, really cheaply made, real cheap. Yeah, Such most a of the stuff film. that the girl has to say and do, I found occasionally mildly, like, offensive and so tropey. And I was like, oh, no duh. Especially given that the, you know that every single person there is getting hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to be there. Yeah. And the film is so cheaply made. Yeah. Well, I assume the budget's just going yeah. to pay the actors and Absolutely. the fighters. There's no money just, spent on anything else. Just terrible. It's a piece of crap. And I found it... I'm glad I didn't see it. After the second one, I swore I would never watch another one of these at the cinema ever again. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, you were the one who suggested it, but at the cinema. No, okay. <laughs> no. Because I wanted, I wanted to see just how shit it was. Like, yeah. And, and not pay, like, $9, I ended up $12. walking away feeling like it was absolutely not worth my time. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, I do not recommend this film. It is a piece of crap. I found some points of joy in it. And I feel like if you can fast forward through or be doing something else, Would you I don't watch know. the first and second? I don't know, man. Because I, I think you're walking into dangerous territory here. I don't, I don't know if... I, but that's the other thing is, is I don't know if thing, I'm, I don't think yeah, I'd ever watch it again. Thing. I think if you've been through number one... If you've been through number two, then you will go, fuck no, I don't need to see number three. I don't That's think probably if, true. I think if you haven't seen either of them, you're like, yeah, this is sort of a good, bad experience. There's some good, bad stuff in it, but I haven't also been traumatized <laughs> by but Sly. Yeah, it's, and it's just the same shit over and over again. It's the same kind of villain. It's the same... Um, it's the same story, basically, yeah. um, on various levels of insulting each time Watch it goes on. Watch Double Impact? Double Impact? That might be it. Watch that it movie. Keep talking. That's what I'm going to go with because there's a scene in that movie where Jean-Claude Van Damme is imagining his twin brother, played by Jean-Claude Van Damme. Himself. He is imagining himself. himself having sex with first Jean-Claude Van Damme's... With his wife? With, or girlfriend or, or girlfriend, wife. girlfriend, yeah. And he gets enraged and drunk, but it basically, but they don't have sex, so he basically just wanted to put a sex scene in the movie so he could make out with this chick, so he needed to have himself imagine it, and they stumbling around drunk. 
So it's Jean-Claude Van Damme stumbling, spinning, pretending to be drunk around uh, uh, some creepy old Brussels house. Accent. Dreaming of himself having sex but with a woman. But it's not him, it's his no, brother dream- so it upsets no, him. It's amazing. Dreaming of himself oh my having God, it's sex amazing. with a woman. That movie is worth it in my opinion. That movie we should watch and talk about. I I wish we'd seen them both so we could do a comparison. Yeah, but we, we watched that one a few years ago. But that like I'm like, if you want to watch a bad action movie, watch an actual bad action movie from the 80s. That's my advice. Expendables 3 is... Uh, cash in, and if you pay for it, you are you're supporting this you're su- man continuing you're this su- ridiculousness. You're supporting the worst, one of the worst practices in modern film. It's the same thing as uh, it's the same thing as the Happy Madison films. If you buy this, you are supporting what Adam Sandler does with those yeah. terrible don't piece do of that. shit films. Please don't do that. Don't do it. <laughs> all right. Well, so in other words, I think that we've pretty much said all that we can say about The Expendables Three. God damn. All right. Some of these people are good actors. They're just not maybe very good in this movie. Yeah, don't watch it for Wesley Snipes because he's, he does he's boring and does nothing and is kind of crap and disappointing and it's it just, just makes you feel sad. There's just so many characters that I felt like there were interesting things they introduced and then I didn't see them at all. Just don't watch it for your nostalgia or else you'll feel sad. Yeah, it's not really worth it at all. We've got to talk for 20 more seconds so this episode goes for a full hour. Or we'll put the ending tag in the start yeah. and it'll be sweet. Perfect. We don't have to do that. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you guys next time. See you later. Bye. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.